Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. Howdy. There's no one else here because they're on assignment. The show's namesake, BJ Shea, is out there doing things. And so is Joe. He's not running the boards. I am. So, Uh-oh. yeah, let's see how this works out. It's been a minute. On today's show, we will talk with Mr. Gareth von Kallenbach about some movie news, some interesting ones as well. Vicky and I will uh, bro down with the boys. Mm. Yeah, it's going to get weird. And, of yeah. course, we'll get to the geek sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's got our blogs, podcasts, and more. More. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, but just search for BJ Shades Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey. So many ways, so many ways to get hold of us, and I uh, really do appreciate that. Like on Wednesday's podcast, we got a sweet email from Ryan, and we discussed whether or not or how you should watch the MCU movies. You can go back and take a listen to that because we spent a little bit of time, like really going through them and trying to figure it out. So we're always happy to help out our friends. Also, we're help. We're happy to get out some information with our good friend, Mr. Gareth Von Kallenbach. You can find him at Skewed in Review, that is SKNR.net. And let's get some movie news with him. Gareth Von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed in Review, that is SKNR.net. And Gareth, we haven't really discussed a whole lot of movie stuff going on, and some big news has dropped, especially revolving around a sequel to The Joker. Yeah, this one really uh, isn't so much a surprise in that it's coming, because we kind of expected it. It's that it's coming now in terms of there's a lot of shakeup going on at Warner Brothers, and this is due to their merger with Discovery. Um, you know, it's been no secret that apparently they had said the goal was to shave $3 billion off the operating budget. Uh, Discovery's been going around and trimming away a lot of the projects that either they feel are too expensive or not productive. We talked about the Wonder Twins movie being announced, and then the moment they took in, boom, it's gone. So it wasn't as shocked that this was coming. The fact that it was coming now, when the most recent news we'd heard was that they were looking at Todd Phillips as kind of a Kevin Feige-type role in that he would be overseeing or at the very least advising on the greater DC cinematic universe. And he just basically said, yeah, we got a sequel already written out. And it's interesting. It's a very curious French title that is actually the name of a mental disorder. So you can get the idea of where they're going. Yeah, usually brought on by stress, isolation, and anxiety, so you can kind of see where they're going with the Joker. Yeah, I know. I saw the still of Joaquin Phoenix reading the script, and it it didn't surprise me in that I knew that they were making one. Uh, I mean, obviously with the, su- the success of the movie, but it was surprising how far along it seems to be. Exactly, and what, what we find so interesting about it is you have the pendulum where you have Marvel and they've got at least the next decade of films already planned out and they're all interconnected. And I know that Warner has wanted that with the DC films, but they've often been kind of hit and miss. It's like, for example, 
one of them hits, the next one misses, and then that kind of reshuffles the deck. And you look to where they are now. You know, Wonder Woman was a big hit, the sequel not so much. Um, and, ter- and so, you, you know, with their current offerings, Batman was a big hit. We know they're doing a sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you have all those issues with Ezra Miller and The Flash, even though people say the movie's really good. Then you have those issues with Aquaman and Amber Heard, and now it sounds like she's going to be completely cut out of the film. And, you know, you've got this, it, it seems like there's no real plan. You've got Black Adam coming, you got Shazam, and it seems like they're basically just saying, we know what works, let's ride these out and worry about the greater connected universe down the line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see where all of this goes. But I am kind of, uh, you know, I mean, I saw the Joker once and I was cool with that. And this might be another one with those. We'll have to see when it does come out. Now, one that I am really, really stoked about. And we talked about it briefly because uh, they did put out a teaser trailer a while back for Predator, the Predator prequel called Prey. But now that they have uh, released a longer trailer for it and it's out there, uh, what information do you have about the movie? Okay, so this is a really interesting idea in that it's part of the grand plan. There were a lot of people who said when Disney acquired Fox that the harder R titles like Alien, like Predator, would not be used. They would be either sold off to another studio or they'd be watered down to PG content. And I said, I don't buy that for a minute. They didn't. They know the value of these things, but the trick with these films are you have to be practical. They they are not the type of films that you can put a hundred million dollar plus budget in and see a big return. You have to have a more sensible budget yeah. and have a proper targeted release date. And what they've done is they've said we're going to go for Hulu. That way we can control the the, the budgeting more to make like three times cost to make a profit, that sort of thing. And we're not going to be as restricted by certain things. So you've got an alien film in the works coming to go with the TV series, but Predator is the first one off that deals with Cherokees 300 years in the past as specifically a female uh, member of the tribe who uh, encounters the Predator who based on the trailer we see deals with the wildlife, deals with the tribe, deals with uh, Western settlers, that sort of thing. And it, it's very interesting. It will have a traditional soundtrack in the Native American language oh, wow. uh, available. So if you want to hear it spoken in the Native tongue, you can. If not, there'll be segments of the film that are spoken in Native tongue with the translation below. But based on what I've seen, it, it's an interesting concept because... If you follow the series, it's no secret they've been coming to Earth for a long, long, long time. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like, okay, so they basically, one comes to town, goes to uh, hunt, and the tribe has to basically fight it off. And, oh, yeah, there might be some fur trappers or hunters along the way. And, you know, I'm I'm looking at it going, interesting story from a different perspective. You're not going to have modern weapons and blowing everything up and... uh, Hopefully we can learn some more about the backstory of how they come and, you know, it was alluded in the first film that they had, you know, there were legends of them coming every so many years when the weather's hot. So, I, I'm, you know, I'm just happy. I, my attitude is 
if it's better than the last one, I'm all in. <laughs> right, and I have recently gone back and watched the original Predator, and for being an 80s movie of its time, it's still a really solid fare. I'm really excited for Prey when it comes out. Now, moving on into the MCU and the greater, you know, multiverses it's coming through. We got Ryan, Ryan Reynolds coming back as Deadpool in Deadpool 3. Uh, are we going to be getting the same Deadpool, or are we going to get a Disneyfied de- uh, Deadpool, do you think? Disney has continued to say that it will not be a watered-down Deadpool, which is interesting because we're hearing uh, breaking news that the uh, Daredevil series uh, is going to be a bit more toned down than it was on Netflix, but that kind of makes sense for the Disney Plus crowd. That being said, for Deadpool, we're being told it is not being toned down. It's got an interesting writing staff. Apparently, some of the people did writing for Bob's Burgers, stuff like that. But what we have been told is, uh, Disney has basically said we don't want to change the tone of what it is. The creative talents have said, like, as an example, they might say, okay, this joke here, is there a different one you could use in place of it? Or maybe not this one, is there something else? But they don't come out and say, you can't do this, you can't do that, you nice. can't do that. So I think it's a, a case of, you know, like anything, you, you talk with uh, – Seth MacFarlane and Family Guy, and he'll say that there are certain things that even they can't get away with that they have to trim down and maybe either remove or put an alternate segment. And that's kind of what they're looking at here. It's, they're throwing out this R-rated content, and maybe there just might be something that they say, maybe this one's crossing a line just a little too far. Can we word it differently <laughs> or substitute something? And then, of course, you know, that always uh, – and that's all part of the creative process. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm just glad that they're, like, going to be okay with all of that. And then, finally, we got to hit this because uh, I just I just want your raw reactions on a new Beavis and Butthead movie, Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe, which I guess everyone's getting into sort of the multiverse time travel stuff, so why not Beavis and Butthead? Exactly, and it's a clever concept because we talked about this months ago when the rumor was coming out that they were going to go through uh, a warp and end up in our time. And I think it just makes sense because if you look back at when they did the MTV uh, revival a couple of years ago, they were trying they were trying to be very gray area about it, like they were making references to a Twilight type uh, book or movie as influence. They were. They had the classic one where they got a hold of some military drones, and they thought they were playing Grand Theft Auto. So you could see that they were kind of <laughs> dancing between the, they're acting like they did in the 90s, but they're doing this. And I think this clears out the ambiguity. Now, the big question is going to be, are they going to make it back? Because we know that there is a at least two years of a series coming to Paramount+. Plus. Uh, but I think with them, that it doesn't really matter. I mean, if you're taking it that seriously, <laughs> you're missing the point with these two. And I, yeah. I, I just love the idea of, like, I don't know if you've seen the trailer, but the whole idea that they've got a smartphone and he's looking at it and he's like, uh, this movie sucks. These <laughs> people just stand here and do nothing. And it's like, you know, yeah, it, a bunch of morons from back then when there was no, you know, Me Too, no socially conscious and you're going to stick them in a high-tech environment and expect a leopard to change its spot this 
this is just going to be ripe with possibilities. Right. I love it. I love the fact that they're doing it. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited to see where it's going to go. It'll be fun with all of that. I know that as we get closer, we'll get more movie news and more information as it happens with Mr. Gareth Von Kallenbach. You can find it at Skewed and Reviewed. That is SKNR.net. Search all social media for Skewed and Reviewed, and you can find them there as well. Thank you so much, Gareth. Anytime. Take care. Talking about a lot of movie stuff, but we need to talk about TV stuff. Lots of television going mm. on. And in, uh, we're going to take most of next week off. We'll come back next Friday probably to talk about the episode four that dropped on The Boys. Mm-hmm. And uh, because as, as of right now, uh, when it first came out, first three episodes, I was kind of surprised. I was only expecting to watch one episode. I was kind of hoping. I'm like, is this like a, a glitch? Am I going to see all of them right now? Right. <laughs> uh, they did drop the first three episodes, and as of today, they have dropped episode four, but we're only going to be talking about the first three right now. And oh boy, this one, this one started off really, really kind of crazy. I'm just going to say right now that I don't know... I don't know what I was expecting, yet somehow it still managed to surprise me with the gore, with the sexuality, mm. and the 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 not-so-gentle reminder that, oh my God, this <laughs> show is not for kids. No, not at all. It's, it is the most adult superhero show you could ever possibly watch, and we're going to kind of dance around some of the things, but this, the <laughs> first giant, episode, what's, yeah. Oh. The first episode, we'll just remember when we were talking about the uh, Avengers theory where it was uh, Ant-Man versus uh, Thanos. Thanos and Thanos how, is Thanos. Yeah, how things could, you know, go into places. Well, the boys introduced a, a superhero known as Termite, mm. which they really, really, really addressed that whole situation in really the only way that they possibly could. Whew. <laughs> Uh, Not for the faint of heart, man. I I saw a picture, I think it was on the boys and somebody's Instagram, of how they did that scene. Uh, And they basically have to use like a giant prop. Yeah. It kind of looks like one of those inflatable houses you have to like like squeeze into. Yeah, like one of those bouncy houses or something. Yeah. Yeah, And they were all covered in what looks like fake Mm. snow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is fantastic. It is, yeah. It was uh, ac- absolutely epic. And if you don't know anything about The Boys, um, it was based off of a comic done by Garth Ennis. And it is about a bunch of people who have been done wrong by superheroes because, well, superheroes are lauded as these amazing, you know, holier than now, better than anybody else character characters out there saving everyone. And yet... They're just exactly what you would imagine a person with superpowers in our own state of humanity getting, uh, getting these powers that what they would do. A lot of sexual depravity, a lot of uh, self-serving uh, 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 ways that they go about all of it. And these guys are tr- there to kind of keep them in line or try to. Yes. And uh, it's been going on with varying levels of um, success. And it really kind of sounds uh, surrounds or uh, revolves around... Um, Billy the Butcher, mm. Billy Butcher here, uh, Wee Huey, which is just known as Huey on the show, but Wee Huey in the comic books, uh, we got the female, Frenchie, and Mother's Milk. Mm. And that is kind of the basis of these. And at the end of season three, they had kind of broken off. 
Huey had ended up joining... Uh, season two, you mean. Uh, season two, yes. This is season three. Uh, season two ended up with Huey joining uh, the government to try to fight the the soups uh, that way. And the Federal Bureau of Superhuman Affairs. Exactly. And so he's going with that way. Uh, Mother's Milk has gone back just to be with his family because mm-hmm. he uh, he got a divorce from his wife and he wanted to spend more time with his child and kind of just and get away from all of the uh, the ridiculousness of having to deal with all of that. And so it was just left with the other three. And these first three episodes gradually bring them all back together and it's really revolving around the story or the the mystery of what happened to a character named Soldier Boy. Mm-hmm. Which basically, and I've mentioned this before on previous episodes, um, Garth Ennis, who, do, who did The Boys, loves to make fun of the traditional superhero tropes. Yes. And this is the bizarro uh, Captain America, if you will. Yeah, even so much that they did a little promo where they did, you remember the uh, the uh, tutorial videos that Captain America did? Mm. So you decided to do drugs or whatever yeah. they did with those. It's like, so you, you got suspended or you got in trouble in school. Yeah, and so they did some of those with him who's played by uh, Jensen Ackles from mm. uh, Supernatural. Supernatural. And <laughs> he's just drunk. He's like just foul mouth. He's mm. trying to get through these. He's he's, he's from a different generation. Yeah. And based off like the trailers, so I'm not really giving anything away. This is trailers that's been out for a while. It kind of looks like he had a Captain America situation happen to him where he was put on ice or something like that, where he's just been gone for a while. And we don't know what's going on at this Mm -mm. point in time, Um, but they're trying to find out what really happened to him. Because they think he was killed, and whatever killed him could possibly kill Homelander, who we know is to be a big piece of crap. Yeah, yeah. He's a terrible, 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 terrible human being, uh, and he's really gone off the deep end. It really happened through the first two seasons, and you got to see Mm -hmm. him being a piece of crap, but it has gone so much more at this point that everyone realizes he's a threat, and they're they're trying to get rid of him. But also, he's essentially Superman. He's their version of Superman. Indestructible. Heat laser eyes. Like, can just super strong. Flies. Superhero. Does everything. Yeah. And so, he's the menace that they're trying to get rid of. And so, they're hoping, possibly, whatever happened to Soldier Boy might be able to affect Homelander at this point. Homelander is absolute top-tier menace when it comes to this, but we still have the entire corporation that mm-hmm. is... Uh, un- like, yeah, Vought, which is, uh, uh, like, basically has Homelander under, you know, the, his their thumb. Mm-hmm. But at that same point in time, like, you got so many different layers to this, dealing with the government institution, dealing with the corporation, dealing, dealing. with these superheroes who are not heroes at all. No, thinking you're a part of a federal bureaucracy, a bureaucracy to deal <laughs> with the superheroes, think you're doing good, and finding out that your boss and best friend is actually, you know, technically a s- adopted daughter-ish yeah. of the big baddie from Vought, not, not Homelander, uh, but uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Yes, which you may know from uh, Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. from a whole bunch of other things. Geez, from uh, The Mandalorian as well. Because he was uh, he was the uh, the moth in that one mm-hmm. as well, so he, it's like he's doing the bad guy yeah. stuff pretty well. He and his, uh, the character's name is Stan Edgar mm-hmm. or Mister Edgar. It, it's interesting because when you do see him with Victoria Newman, 
Like, it's very much a father-daughter relationship. Even the way he, like, babies, not babies, like, he, he has a lot of love for her daughter. Yeah. And it's interesting. I'm like, okay, where is this going? And the fact that he's so not afraid of Homelander... Like it still baffles me. That's like you know, one of like that's like he's a guy who can literally like laser you in half mm-hmm. just because he's mad. Yeah, and he's shown that he can. This makes me think that, and I don't, I didn't read the whole comic book series, The Boys. I only read to a certain point, and it Same. is pretty yeah. different. Um, that being said, I don't know if he's got powers, but I feel like he's probably going to be the most powerful one, well, and or I, at least. Formidable. Like, and if you know, in if you know the series, it's all about they've made these heroes out of Compound V, and so it all of these heroes are lab made. So mm-hmm. at that point in time, it would stand to reason that maybe he has something along those lines, and I feel he kind of should at this point, or maybe he just feels he's untouchable because everybody has a a backdoor contingency mm-hmm. plan for something at this point, and he's a. He's just a brilliant tactician when it comes down to it. And we do get a flashback sequence in these first three episodes when he's younger. Yeah. And he still has that same uh, air about him. Yeah, yeah. He's Unbothered, got a swagger yeah. that yeah, is like, wow. It's just like, you don't want to do that? That's fine. It's like, we're, it's like, it's just going to be worse for you. Like, okay. It'll be really interesting to see where this all goes. I'm really stoked. Again, like we've said, if for some reason you've uh, you've missed this show and you're very interested about it, it is in intensely gory it is very sexual the language is off the charts in terms of like just filthiness and yet there's a charm there is some sort of like just the actors are amazing at what they do there's a level of emotion out of all of these characters that really bring you into this while being absolutely 100 percent ridiculous and i can't recommend it enough it's such a good show and I think uh, the season four has like it hasn't been confirmed. I thought I read like they have at least enough stuff for season four, which makes sense. And there's even because I wanted to see if they had a release date or not or whatever. Uh, it looks like there were reports of uh, getting Jeffrey Dean Morgan in in like this season, but as a cameo or just okay. like a not not like a big thing, right? Yeah. Um, but they couldn't make it happen because of scheduling conflicts and stuff like that. Like a cameo role. I don't know if when they say cameo, is he going to be himself? What's yeah, because we did get Charlize Theron technically as an actress. <laughs> they didn't name her. Funny. They didn't say if that was her name or not. But yeah, yeah, she was she's a part of it. I know that was. I mean, gosh, yeah. Especially, I mean, with we've got her coming up in uh, in Mar- in the Marvel universe. We've got her in the boys universe. She was as in the Orville. Herself. Was she? She was in an episode of the Orville. Oh, that's right. Wow. Liam Neeson was also in an episode of the Orville. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, but because they couldn't make it work, there was an article that came out. It's like, oh, it might, you know, the cameo might not happen. But he tweeted at uh, the real Crypt Key, uh, who is the director. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll make it work. Wow. So we'll probably get Jeffrey Dean Morgan in season four once they announce it. And that's also an interesting thing because he played the father of Jensen Ackles' character in Supernatural. Supernatural. So it's everything's coming together. Uh, the thing is, like, it would be so stupid for them not to have a season four with how much people are talking about the show now. Mm-hmm. And even, like, a year ago, I feel like six months ago, a year ago, 
everywhere there is a uh, an ad for Amazon Prime or yeah. like the shows, yeah. always the boys. Boys, yep. boys, 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 boys. Like that is their money maker. That is their baby. And they've got a lot of good stuff out of it. I've I know some people have had their issues like the Wheel of Time series, not mm-hmm. really adhering so much to the books, but I've liked it as its own series. Mm-hmm. And so And we're gonna be getting the Lord of the Rings yes, stuff with them. And a whole bunch of other stuff going on with that. So really interested to see where they'd be going with all of it. It's really, I mean, at this point in time, it's worth it to pick up an Amazon Prime just to watch their shows. Obviously, you get the free shipping with all that other stuff as well. But it is really worth it at that point. I do recommend The Boys, and I'm really excited to see what's going to be coming up in the rest of the season. If you don't like nudity or gore or drug and violence and all that, the show is not for you. No, it's not. Not at all. Yeah, go go watch something else. (laughs) But now it is time for... The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got going on? Well, it is Friday. That means movies. Straight up, yeah, it is. And a big one. My brother, not the baby brother, the babyest brother. <laughs> I have a 30 year old brother and a three year old brother. And which one acts more juvenile? <laughs> Anyways, the older one, the 30 year old one, has been losing his mind. Over this movie. Really? Because it's coming out this weekend, and he's like, he doesn't really go to movie theaters often, and he's like, I'm, I'm prepared to go get myself a ticket and go by myself and go to an actual theater to see this. Wow, because what's this? it is Jurassic World Dominion. Oh, wow, that is coming out this week. He was a dinosaur kid growing up, and so he <laughs> saw all of them, and he has also seen all of the Jurassic World movies up until this point, so he's like, I have to go see it. It is the last of this little trilogy situation. Mm-hmm. However, I've been seeing a lot of articles saying they're like, eh, no, not really digging it. Oh, really? Like, there was one article uh, that stated something like, isn't this movie supposed to be about dinosaurs? Oh, no. They better have dinosaurs in the damn movie. Well, I'm sure there is, but I'm thinking most of the drama is not going to be centered around dinosaurs. Boo. Is my guess. And it's only getting 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yikes. I don't think my brother's really going to care. He'll still watch it and probably enjoy it. Now, I didn't see the second one out of these. Uh, I did obviously watch the first one. I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. cool. Like, I, I know what's going on. And... As much as I love dinosaurs, it didn't really hit me. But also in the same point in like the old Jurassic Park ones, mm-hmm. I never really sat down and watched two, and I definitely didn't watch three. It was just I didn't really care at that point in time. So it felt like for me, like the singular, the first one on mm-hmm. each of these were good enough, and I was like, yeah, I'm pretty good, moving on. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, I'm kind of in the same, but like I did see all of the Jurassic Parks because my brother liked them when we were, we were little kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, even though they gave me nightmares. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but everyone was losing their mind because we were going to get Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, and Sam Neill reprising the roles in this one from the original Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. So, and like, yeah, it's not getting well-reviewed. There is no audience score as of yet. That makes sense. So we shall see how how people are feeling about it. Yeah, geez. Yeah. Um, This one, it's not a nerdy movie, but it's doing well enough that I did want to bring it up. Okay. It's called Hustle. Uh, and it's with Adam Sandler. It was, oh, it yeah. came out uh, like in theaters like last week, I think. And then this past week, I, a couple days ago, it came out uh, on Netflix officially. Yeah, that's right. And this is an interesting one because it's, I, I know that it's got at least at the very least dramatic elements that mm-hmm. revolves around basketball. 
Yes, I mean, it's got an all-star cast with like Adam Sandler, Queen Latifah, Ben Foster, Robert Duvall, Jaleel White. Jeez. Uh, but it's supposed to be more on the serious side, and it is getting 89% on the tomato meter and 91% on the audience score. Wow, so there you go. figured to give you guys a heads up on that one if you're kind of wanting something in that realm. And most people have access to Netflix, and if you're wanting to stay home, it's going to be, at least for us, rainy. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, this one confused me a little bit, the next one, and I have to really talk about it because it's got a, a couple things I love it's a cult classic and mm-hmm. it has natasha leone and i love her but i've never heard of this movie this movie actually came out over 10 years ago 2010 whoa okay so what i'm looking here is that there i think it's a new re- a re-release and i just a quick search i found like one theater in san francisco is playing this specifically i'm sure if you go to your local like smaller theaters uh they might have it like your fancier I, what would you call that like we have here in Seattle, the Egyptian theater. Those are like the landmark theaters. The landmark theaters. theater. Yeah, Thank you. and that was, I think, a whole like uh, a whole company sort of like uh, like conglomeration or something. A bunch of people wanted to save a bunch of those little smaller art house uh, theaters, mm-hmm. and so there they they all called them under one group, the landmark theater. So, like you said, we had they had the Egyptian, uh, a couple of the other ones which have since you know have gone away. But like in Tacoma, they have the Grand Central, which is a great place for that. Usually, you'll see a lot. Uh, a, a lot smaller release films. Mm-hmm. You'll see a lot of the big ones as well, but those are the places where it's really fun to be able to do something like rent it out to be able to like play your own movie or mm-hmm. play a movie that you want to see with a bunch of people, get the rights and do that. So these are those kind of places. Uh, so this movie is called All About Evil. And like I said, it stars Natasha Leon. This is before Rush and All, which I haven't seen the second season yet on Netflix. The first season was phenomenal, so I do recommend that. Um, you know, she's a comedic actress. She can do that. She's been in Orange is the New Black and a bunch of other stuff like American Pie back in the day. But apparently this is like a cult classic that is now generating steam and now like getting popular. And just looking at the stills from this, it has very uh, <laughs> Rocky Horror Picture vibes to me. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's called Gore Horror. Mm. So I'm, I mean, you do, I mean, you do pretty well on stuff like uh, The Boys. Yeah. So I'm kind of interested to see how far you would get into this, I mean, like a movie like this. I liked Rocky Horror Picture Show. It has that like film vibe to it. I mean, it's not as old as Rocky Horror Picture Show, uh, but it says it's also comedy horror. The, the, the premise, okay, yeah. The premise says a mousy librarian inherits her father's beloved but failing old movie house. In order to save the family business, she discovers her inner serial killer and a <laughs> legion of rabid gore fans. When she starts turning out a series of gri- grisly shorts, what her fans don't realize yet is that the murders in the movie are actually all too real. Wow. And this, I just looked at the cast list. Mm-hmm. This has Cassandra Peterson, which you may know as Elvira. Yeah. Especially some of, uh, some of the people who have, uh, who went down to Crypticon this year. She was a guest there, an amazing person. This is pretty entertaining. I, I wonder if they're doing this, like you said, because Russian Doll did come back for a, uh, uh another season. Mm-hmm. It's out there right now. And she was recently on SNL. And I remember her from Orange is the New Black. She was in the American Pie movies. And I don't mm-hmm. even remember remember i didn't even remember that um but she was fantastic uh and like i think it was the season finale of snl and i forgot how how what just a really 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 good actor she is yeah because she she's proven herself to be funny dramatic uh everything and like i i've she did it like one episode where she did the voice of that uh the 
kind of animated series that I really love, uh, Crossing Swords. Oh, yeah. She played Nora, like the <laughs> snow monster. <laughs> and that's what she said some of my favorite lines in that that I cannot repeat. Yes, please right don't. <laughs> uh, but like uh, one of the movies, I keep seeing commercials for this. It's a ni- 1999 movie with her in it. Yeah. And it's called But I'm a Cheerleader. And huh. it's where she's like this picture perfect. Imagine like the pretty side of Edward Scissorhands, not okay. the goth side of Edward Scissorhands. That's what like her life and the world looks like. Oh wow! But everyone's like, mm, we have a feeling you're staring at the girls a little too much. We think you're a lesbian. And she's like, I'm not a lesbian. I'm a cheerleader. <laughs> but that's that's where the title comes from. It has like RuPaul in it. I didn't realize that was RuPaul. Wow. Um, and it looks really funny. So I keep getting ads for it on Facebook. So that might have to be. Something I check out. Yeah, uh, hell yeah. But yeah, she plays uh, Suzette, which is a pillow in Big Mouth. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Mm. She does. Yeah. She has a fantastic voice. You and watch some interesting shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't watch them with your family. Yeah, probably. Uh, but I did want to. Uh, it's not movie news, but I did want to bring up one more thing that I saw, and I need. I think I needed to tell everyone. Oh. Side note, uh, if you're wanting to watch it and you don't have a local theater that's playing um, All About Evil, if you go to Spectrum, either on demand or through Roku, you can download it. It looks like another streaming service. I think you have to subscribe if you want HD, but I feel like it's probably free. Don't quote me on that one, but it looks like it's free just to watch normal. And it looks like it's also uh, in the news around this because uh, uh, the person, one of the people in the movies is based in Chicago, not Chicago, in uh, San Francisco. Mm -hmm. That's why they're playing it there. Ah. And one of the main characters, the the lady's doing like all the shorts and stuff, Mm -hmm. she used to do stuff like Sven Gulli and even Elvira where she Uh would intro horror movies. So it's really kind of based around knowing that. And it looks like they might be releasing like today a, a like a Blu-ray or a, 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 a re like visit ah. a 4K version of that. So I think yes. that's why it's going out and uh, maybe to some of those smaller yeah, theaters. I'm looking at the uh, stills from the movie and it's the Victoria Theater is in the movie and that's where it's going to be playing in San yeah, Francisco. Yeah, so that's exactly yeah. why they're Victoria doing that. Theater. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, this looks pretty awesome. I'll see if I can try to catch it at some point somehow. Um, <laughs> You'll have to the tell spectrum, me how you feel yeah. about it, yeah. Because, I mean, I like that kind of stuff. Uh, but, you know, some big stuff has uh, come out recently. Like you said, The Boys, we've had Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. like uh, Miss Marvel has just come out. Like, there's so much. That being said, we do have an announcement of somebody else coming back. Uh, to, to, to what, Star Wars? Star Wars. Who? Talking about Star Wars. Who else could come back at this point? Liam Neeson returns as Qui-Gon in Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. Now, before you get all excited uh, to see him in his beard, long hair, and (laughs) lightsaber, it is an animated series that is coming to Disney+. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. then. Uh, So he will be uh, returning to voice, you know, Qui-Gon Jinn, the Jedi Master, uh, after his uh, first portrayal, if you don't remember, The Phantom Menace in 1999. And the story... So long ago. Um, the story's focusing on, uh, uh, I can never say her name, Ah Ahsoka, 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 Ahsoka will chart different parts of her life while focusing on Doku will also feature a young Qui-Gon who will be voiced by Neeson's son and will be a significantly darker tone. Interesting. Okay. So, I mean, Tales of the Jedi was a comic book series that was like a dark horse one from like 1993 to 1998. Um, and while the stories were set thousands of years before the Sci- Skywalker saga, they're now considered to be part of the Star Wars legacy canon. 
Um, and those actually consisted of several different chapters like Knights of the Old Republic, the Freedom Nad Uprising, Dark Lords of the Sith, the Sith War, the Golden Age of the Sith, the Fall of the Sith Empire, Empire Redemption. Um, it, and it looks like Disney Plus's animation of Tales of the Jedi series will focus on the, all the like the original stories. Wow. Uh, but wow, yeah. if you're try- if you're thinking like that sounds familiar, the tales of the Jedi, so the comics or whatever, yeah, um, they actually that resulted the comics resulted in a lot of spinoff projects and noticeably oh, the okay. RPG Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes yep. a lot of sense then. Okay, yep. cool. That was developed by Bioware back in like 2003. Yeah, yeah, long time ago. Yeah. So wow. as of yet. Um, it's reportedly in development. This article is saying it's expected to be released in 2022, so maybe later in the year or maybe early next year. Okay, yeah, we'll have to see where that comes out from then. Yeah, so let us know how you're feeling. Are you going to see any of these movies? If you do, we'd love to hear about it. Or how are you feeling about all these shows? Are you uh, able to catch up? Oh, no. Because I'm not. <laughs> and people keep, like, not spoiling it, but like I keep like swerving. Like, oh, wait, no, 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 no. Oh, that's the worst. Uh, but I wish you good luck, and hopefully you avoid the spoilers. Yep. And until next time, stay nerdy.